0: Fine grew his orchard and fair to view. Then he said, I will quiet my thrifty fears, for here is fruit for my failing years. But even then the storm clouds gathered, swallowing up the azure sky. The sweeping winds into white foam lathered, the placid breast of the bay hard by. Then the spirits that raged in the darkened air swept o'er his orchard and left it bare. The old man stood in the rain, uncaring, viewing the place the storm had swept, and then, with a cry from his soul despairing, he bowed him down to the earth and wept. But a voice cried aloud from the driving rain, Arise, old man, and plant again.
1: Almost like two different men wrote those two poems, isn't it? Keep that in mind while we're going along with the story, because it'll come up again. I'm thinking now about where to start. I suppose the first thing you ought to know is that Paul's mama and daddy, Matilda and Joshua Dunbar, were born slaves. But by the time Paul was born in 1872, that long, hard civil war had been over for seven years. So Paul was born free, right here in Dayton, Ohio. Still... You hear some of his poems, you'll find out he wasn't a stranger to slavery days. That's because all his life long, he listened to people's rememberings. His mama, now, she liked telling about life in the slave cabins, every day goings on, especially the funny ones. Even when Paul was grown, he liked to listen to old folks talking about their lives, and sometimes he'd turn their memories into poems.
0: "'Opportunity.' "'Granny's gone a-visiting, seen her get a shawl "'when I was a-hiding down behind the garden wall. "'Seen her put a bonnet on, seen her tie the strings, "'and I's gone to dreaming now about them cakes and things. "'On the chef behind the door, must what with a feast. "'Soon as she gets out of sight, I can eat in peace. "'I've been watching for a week, this for this here chance.' Mussy, when I gets in there, I'll surely dance. Lemon pie and ginger cake, let me sit and think, vinegar and sugar too, that'll make a drink. If there's one thing that I love most particularly, it is eating sweet things and a drinking sangaree. Lord, it won't poor Granny red when she see the chef. When I think about her face, I'm most shame myself. Well, she gone, and here I is back behind the door. Look here, Grand's done spected me. They ain't no sweets no more. Ever sweet is hid away. Job that's done, up brown. Pussin think that someone thought they was teased around. That just breaks my heart in two. Oh, how bad I feel. This the thing my own grandma
1: believed that I'd steal. Now, Paul's daddy, Joshua. He was a bitter man. Growing up a slave, he swallowed such a heap of anger, he knew he had to either escape or explode. Exploding would be easier, but it would likely get him sold down the river. That was the slave's way of saying your master decided you were too hard-headed for Kentucky, so he sold you to a slave owner down south, like in Alabama or Louisiana. You didn't want that to happen, no, sir. So Joshua bided his time and made himself useful by learning to plaster. He got so good at plastering he was sometimes hired out to other plantations. That way he saw more of the country round about. He studied his chances, and when the right opportunity came, he ran away to Canada, escaping by way of the Underground Railroad. I expect you've heard of that, right? While he was living up there, back in this country, the Civil War began, and after a while he heard that President Lincoln had freed all the slaves, and that the Union Army was enlisting colored soldiers. Colored, that's what they called blacks then, honey, or Negro, if they wanted to be specially polite. Right away Joshua came back across the border to join up. More than one of Paul's poems was inspired by his dad's Civil War stories, but I've always wondered if Joshua talked about what it was like being in the U.S. colored troops. Did he explain how he enlisted in a...